You may have noticed some exciting new changes downtown. That's thanks to our hardworking community with help from us at Downtown Ashboro Incorporated. Here at Downtown Ashboro Incorporated, we strive to promote a vibrant downtown environment while preserving the history of our unique architecture. From advising historic building owners on safe and effective development practices to working with City Hall to update regulations that support future growth, Downtown Ashboro Incorporated, growing Ashboro from its roots. Crash Radio is created by Rhino Leap Productions, a company producing theater, music, dance, and documentaries in North Carolina. Every episode of Crash Radio features local musicians, writers, and storytellers presented as a live event in Asheboro, North Carolina. The content is then edited for broadcast on WKXR 94.9 FM. This episode was recorded live at the General Wine and Brew just down the road from Asheboro in Seagrove, North Carolina. The General Wine and Brew is a relaxed place to uncork and unwind. Originally built in 1910, Seagrove's General Store has been transformed into a retail wine shop offering wines by the glass or bottle as well as craft beer. The space features a classy rustic bar with a one-of-a-kind bar top, barrel tables, and tractor seat bar stools with a large deck and wooded area outside for seating. Well-mannered pets and children are welcome. Come on down to the General Wine and Brew at 124 West Main Street in Seagrove, North Carolina. Our first guest is Akise J. Akise J is a rocks blues singer-songwriter from Norfolk, Virginia with a sound that can be described as the soul of rock. She released her debut EP in 2019, fittingly entitled Experimental Phase EP Volume 1, where she showcases her distinctive range throughout the project, infusing each title with texture, tone, non-conformist melodies, and musical intelligence. It's called Wild Hearted Woman, okay? Don't you pay that no mind 
I'm a wild-hearted woman, baby But don't you pay that no mind Because money can't buy me no love But it can show by my time Don't you pay that no mind I'm a hard-hearted woman, baby But don't you pay that no mind Because money can't buy me no love But it can show by my time Because money can't buy me no love But it can show by my time Because money can't buy me no love, but it can show by my time. Up next is Luke and Rosemary Skaggs. Luke and Rosemary live in Asheboro, North Carolina, where they write and record music in their home studio. They are a part of an artist collective called Cageless Birds and recently recorded and released their first album, Branches, which is available now on all streaming platforms. I wrote this song years ago in a season of really battling depression. And nature has been a place that has always inspired me and just brought peace to my soul, peace to my mind, and where I've encountered God. And one cold winter day, I was just looking out at the trees that were all empty and barren. And battling depression, I just, I feel like depression has a way of leaving you feeling really barren and really empty, and that's how I felt. Um, And this song was really inspired out of that place, but also out of a place of the hope that no season of struggle has to last forever. Surely he knows what I need. 
is Isaac Klein. Isaac is a writer, director, performer, and a frequent collaborator with Rhino Leap Productions. He is the author of the book The School of Doing and the creator and host of the podcast Vanity, Stories Behind the Plates. He currently lives in Durham and works as a producer at PBS North Carolina. Isaac's story is a podcast exclusive. Hello, everyone. Uh, I'm Isaac. I'm a very happily married man. I've been with my wife, Laura, for six years. And in October, we are welcoming our first kid. We're very excited. Uh, thank you very much. Thank you so much. Good night. Uh, so uh, yeah, we, I really hit the jackpot with her. She is just a dream. And uh, when we were first getting together, I would tell her various stories about my life, as Jeremy described. And uh, this is one of the stories that I told that Laura said made her fall in love with me. And I'm going to share it with all of you tonight. Uh, so this story takes place about 15 years ago, and I was in Washington, D.C., where Jeremy Skidmore, as a lot of you may know, was living at the time and working as a theater director. And he invited me down there to do a project. Um, I love to interview people, real people, not necessarily actors, and put together stories about their lives that you might see on the stage or hear on the radio or something. So uh, I was working on a project like that, and uh, Jeremy had set me up with this sound engineer named Chris and we had just had this really wonderful interview with this amazing police officer in DC at the station where he works. Uh, and we were getting ready to leave, uh, we were getting ready to leave the station, we stepped outside, and Chris and I, our, our minds were racing, we got a lot of things we're working on that day, we got a bunch of other people we're gonna talk to. Um, and uh, you know, we're walking along downtown DC. And since we were outside, I decided it was a good time to, as many of you may have done as well, now that I was outdoors, to, to let out a little fart. <laughs> it gets worse. Uh, it, was, uh, it was more than a fart. Much more. It was, uh, it was a heavy situation. Uh, and I turned to Chris, the sound engineer, and I said, Chris, listen, I know we don't know each other very well, but I got to level with you. I just <laughs> my pants. So 
I need to go take care of that. And I will call you later. <laughs> Needless to say, we canceled the rest of the interview for that day. Chris, who I do not know very well, I think he was polite given the circumstances, was just sort of shocked. He was like, oh, okay, all right, we'll see. You. And so I thought, okay, what am I going to do here? Uh, so we had only gone about half a block from the police station, and on the way out, I had clocked that there was a restroom near the front. So I went back into the police station and got into my, thankfully, uh, private uh, one-person uh, bathroom, much like these. And I took off my pants, and I took a quick examination of the situation and decided I need to throw the underwear away. Uh, thankfully, I had a plastic bag with me, which was very handy. And I cleaned up as best I could in those facilities and brought the plastic bag back outside and left it in a public trash can on the corner there, which I thought was better than inside. Didn't really know what else to do. Uh, and so then I beelined as fast as I could to the place where I was staying. I was living in New York at the time, but I made it back to my friend's house. Uh, and so um, I, I found as I was recovering that the pants that I had gotten home in had not survived the incident unscathed. And thankfully, the friend I was staying with, Colin, was about my size, and he very kindly gave me a pair of pants. Now, they were a pair of corduroy pants, and this was the summer in Washington, D.C., where it is very warm and humid. But, you know, I was grateful to have any pants at all. I thanked him for the pants. I wore them out. I was back on my feet. I was feeling better. I went out to do my... Oh, excuse me. I'm so excited. Knocked the microphone over. Went out to do my interviews. And my next interview that we had rescheduled was with a local congressman. So he, uh, he sat down with me, and he took me in, this New Yorker, and he looked at my corduroy pants, and he smiled a smug smile and said, you must not be from around here. <laughs> if you were, you would know that you don't wear corduroy pants in July. <laughs> and so I said, uh, these aren't my pants. I had to borrow them because I mine, you jerk. <laughs> I didn't actually say that to him, but I wanted to. And I made it out of there, and everything ended up actually working out quite well, and I ended up with this uh, story to tell, and I thought the project came together very nicely in the end. And, um, you know, I, I always thought that this was just a very ridiculous, uh, lewd story that uh, might make people laugh, but wasn't really anything more than that. And so I was surprised to hear my wife, Laura, say, that it was more than just entertaining to her, it was one of the reasons that she really fell in love with me. And I, I said, I, I mean, everybody, she likes a good story, but it was something more than that, it must be. So uh, she said, well, no, it was how you handled the situation. You know, you just met this guy, and something really vulnerable happened to you, and you leveled with him, and you were candid and, and honest, and, and you did what you had to do. Um, and I'm so grateful that she saw that, and I do feel that that is something true about me, that I will lean into the awkwardness and frankness of situations, sometimes at my own peril. Uh, and uh, so I feel that the takeaway from all of this is a lesson for all of us, that sometimes in life, shit happens. <laughs> and when it does, the best thing we can do is be honest and embrace it. Thank you very much. And once again, Akise J. This one is called Inside of Heaven. And uh, the concept behind this song is a lot of times 
Well, a lot of times, every time, unless, you know, uh, we know that we're sick. We, you know, we don't know when our time is up on this earth. So this is, it simply says, uh, I made plans today. I thought I'd never see inside of heaven this fast. All right. Thanks for listening to Crash Radio on WKXR 94.9 FM, produced by Rhino Leap Productions.